News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio, where the mantra is that we are solid conservative and just plain right. And uh, listen, I, I, I appreciate the fact that we've got an audience out there. If you are not familiar with the fact that we're, of course, on AM and FM, you may be also wanting to know how you can pick us up if you're running out of range. Uh, and you can. You can live stream the show every single day. You can go very easily to rightsideradio.org. That's our website, rightsideradio.org. Just click the Listen Live. And, and next thing you know, there you are, listening live. I've got plenty of folks that are calling in from out of state at times. Uh, Copper, did, did, you, did I tell you about the lady who heard um, the uh, Woke World segment the other day? Did I mention that already? I don't know. She, she literally was driving through and, and picked up uh, the station, listened to Woke World. You know, this, one, this week this was the one with the EPA and the farmer. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and got a kick out of it. Her husband, they, they own a farm. She was. She wanted a copy of the segment, so <laughs> so Parker got it for her and emailed it to her, and she said that she's going to be a regular listener from from uh, um, uh, Mississippi from now on. Nice. So that's that's pretty cool. Of course, Jeff from Indiana calls in once in a while. That's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. We got folks well outside of the parameters of the AMFM uh, uh, listening area all over the state. I get comments from Birmingham, and uh, I get text messages during the show sometimes from Mobile. Um, so. Y'all be aware, you can pick us up wherever you is uh, around the world. I know I've got family members in Virginia that are listening, and uh, so, yeah, very cool. Okay, so I'm looking at some stats, Copper. I just found an article by AL.com. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, But AL.com has a story that came out in May. says that Alabama leads the country in percentage of renters that are behind on the rent. Okay, so this... So this eviction moratorium, as you hear this story that we talked about, and the thing we're going to talk about with Congressman Brooks at the top of the hour, as you hear the story that I just did my entire uh, opening monologue right side way on, it impacts Alabama perhaps more than any other state if this article is to be believed. It says that more than one in five Alabama renters are behind on their rent, the largest percentage of any state in the country, according to new data. And this was in May, so it's, it's very, very recent. Uh, we're, what, uh, what, 60 days out of the story, it looks like. Um, 22% of Alabama renters have housing debt uh, as of the end of March compared to 14% for the country as a whole. Okay, that's not good. Um, and besides leading the country in the share of delinquent renters, Alabamians in that category were also disproportionately people of color. There's one demographic, so there's we were talking about that earlier, Copper, uh, compared to the rest of the country being 63%. So... We're a little bit off the mark in that regard compared to other states, but we also have more people behind, so that, that explains mm-hmm. that a little bit too. Um, more than 9 in 10 Alabamians behind on the rent were classified as low income. Uh, okay, 9 in 10. So there's so 9 in 10, that means that there's at least 10% that are not low income uh, that just chose not to pay their rent on time or couldn't for whatever reason. Oh, uh, what else? Uh, 55% of them were unemployed. Okay. Uh, I wonder if it takes into account how much um, unemployment compensation they got, especially when they were being paid excess unemployment compensation. I don't see that listed in the article, but it is AL.com. Um, gosh, it just goes on down the line. And it just talks about how forgiving rent debt is also essential to an equitable and people-centered recovery. Who said that? The National Equity Atlas. I don't even know who that is. That, that is Oh, okay. First of all, the word equity is built into their title, so that just tells me they reached out to a liberal group to get some some data. 
Uh, equity and equality, by the way, folks, are not the same thing. Not the same thing. Equity and equality, no, not the same thing. Um, but this group, the National Equity Atlas, said, forgiving rent debt is also essential to an equitable and people-centered recovery, one in which those hardest hit by the pandemic can fully participate and thrive. Well, I got news. Uh, it's not hardest hit if you're the one not having to pay. If you're the, if you're the landlord who, uh, like Charlene and I, who, who literally were just a young couple trying to get by whose house wouldn't sell when we had a job change, and, and now you're getting wiped out. I mean, literally, we had to go to our bank and explain that we felt like we were going to have to wind up giving the property back. And, 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 a, and a miracle, by the way, stepped into our lives at that, and soon thereafter. Um, if I got the story worth telling, let, let, me just, let me just tell a, I'll tell you what, let me just do this. I'm going to step aside from this topic, which causes me angst, and, um, and take a, a, a review of situation here from, from my friend Copper. And, and just tell you a story that I hadn't planned on telling, but it's so worth it. <laughs> so Charlene and I were literally at that point where we had no idea what to do in this situation. We had the house in Georgia, and the renters had decided to walk out on the rental contract. They, they stopped paying their rent. They lived in the house anyway, but they weren't going to pay us. They were, they, were, they were claiming we weren't good Christians for just asking them to pay their rent, and yet we were the ones stuck with a mortgage that now we couldn't pay. We were to the point that I had to go and meet with the bank because I will tell you this, if you're having trouble, don't not talk to your bank. And so we went to the bank and I told him, I said, I don't know what else to do. I'm in a situation. We're on a young ministry income and, 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 and these folks aren't paying the rent. I'm doing what I can, but I, I don't know what to do. And he said, well, I'll work with you, but I gotta, I gotta tell you, you're about, you're about, you know, 60 days away from us having to uh, initiate foreclosure. Well, that's awful. That, that affects our credit. So at that point, our young credit was being devastated by some people who just chose not to pay their rent. And there, was, there came a night, I'll never forget, Charlene and I were praying together. And, and, and literally, we just said, God, we just turned this over to you. We have no idea what else to do. And I called the bank the next day and I said, I don't have any other means. And he said, I understand. We'll, we'll start the process. And it was, it was tough. Out of the blue... I had a friend of mine who supported our ministry, and we had not been advertising this, all right? We had not been advertising this situation that we were in. We weren't out there wearing our heart on our sleeve. There were a couple of people who knew, and they were praying for our situation. But for the most part, though, we were keeping it somewhat to ourselves. And this friend out of the blue, who was a person of great means, he came to me and he said, hey, uh, you got that situation with the house over in Georgia, don't you? And I said, well, uh, Yeah. And he said, well, my dad and I, we invest in property. And listen, we support your ministry. We don't want you distracted. We were talking about this. We've got the means. I mean, we could sit on that house for a year and it wouldn't hurt us. He said, um, tell you what, we'll buy the house from you. And I looked at him and I said, I, I can't have you do that. And he said, no, think about it. And I went away and it dawned on me, I'd been praying for something. And a guy walked in my door and said, he felt moved by God to do it. Do you know what? That man and his father bought the house sight unseen, and three days later, somebody came along and bought it from them for the same thing we've been asking for over a year. All said and done, what I'm saying is God shows up. But we were in a situation much like what you're seeing right now with eviction moratoriums, and it can be tough. But folks, there is a way, all right? And I'm just saying, hang in there. In the meantime, we're going to talk to Congressman Brooks and find out what he's got planned Something's got to happen in D.C. Somebody's got to say, Biden administration, you cannot treat people like this. That's where we are right now. All right, you guys. 
Story time. I didn't even plan on telling, but there we are on News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. This is Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. And we will pass on the good news when we can. We are right back. <laughs> 